West Limerick 102. The following is the podcast of County Views. It's broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 18th of August 2021 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Mike Barrett, as this is the podcast of County Views. The phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. West Limerick 102 FM broadcasting from Newcastle West. My name is Pat O'Donovan, as usual, we would have Tom Ryan and Mike Barrett and Jason Smith is back behind the desk again tonight. And if you want to ring in or call in from now until 11 o'clock this Wednesday night, we are live here on County Views. Any topic you would like to discuss or us the, the panel to discuss, just give us a shout on 0696600 or 0871669800. And, of course, you had fine music there for the past hour and a half or so from John Barrett, a man of huge knowledge in the music department. And, of course, every tomorrow morning, I think, for the 9 to 11 or thereabouts, he'll be playing the show bands, hits from the show bands, which was a wonderful period of music and entertainment back in what we used to call the swing in 60s. And we wonder where are they now between the bands and the people that we met and danced with and so forth. And I suppose many of them, if we met them today, we mightn't recognise them because they might have got all a little bit more mature looking. What do you think, Mike Barrett? Oh, it's yes, so Pat, we wouldn't recognise too many of them anyway, I don't think. That was uh, um, people from the swing, the swing in the 60s. Exactly, when, when the Olympic above here was packed and yeah. all, the, all the rest of the places around the country and there was no such thing as... There was certainly no mention of COVID anywhere or anything like that. drugs either. Indeed, I wouldn't look at So, folks, if any of you want to drop us a note or drop us a line or drop us a phone call or a text message on even our dancing days that we left behind back in the swing in the 60s when the dance hall here in Newcastle West and all the small halls around West Limerick area and other places afar were packed with people, packed, fine entertainment, fine music, the were mm-hmm. non-alcoholic venues. Exactly. And where did they go? And do you think is the social scene in Ireland a better place today without them? That's now forget the COVID bit. Until the COVID came, the dance halls were gone. Many people would say, Mike, that um, I would say myself that it was wonderful for people to meet at dance halls. You went into fine bands, fine musicians. I, I remember the first place I heard the Mick Mullins and Magic had raised them all, all the, the glints I got him was in the Deal Hall in Rakeel in 1963. You were out when you were young, yeah. I was out when I was young, Pat, I was. And I, and I, had, I, I also had some great bands over in in the hall in Kilmeady. You'd cycle over. I worked, I worked out in Castleman that time. And you'd cycle over to, cycle over to Kilmeady on a Sunday evening. You would let a band from Galway, actually, the great Joe Burke, played there with the Leitrim Kelly band yeah. in 1965 or six. That's a, and he was... That travelled down from Galway and you could, you could actually... Stand and there was no sitting in sitting. You could actually stand outside in the road and hear them tuning up before they could be playing music for an hour. 
And of course, the Marquis, then you'd hear him from miles and You'd hear from miles. Summer's evening, through the Marquis tent of Yeah, sure. I mean, one of the best, one of the greatest Marquis around the place, I suppose, was the Castleman Carnival. When they had the Marquis over in Johnny Cullum's field up at the back of the village. And then before that, you'd go over to Frank Weldon's field for to see probably Tordon Caledia or someone hurling. And the place would be absolutely thronged. They'd be, you just wouldn't. Well, there'd be no sitting in anyone parking because the cars were very few. And mainly bicycles. Only mainly bicycles, which was a huge. I always remember I worked in Castleman at that. In the, well, I had the years now when the Castleman and the Carnival were on there. And it was like you'd be preparing for the All Ireland when the Castle, when the Carnival would be coming to Castleman. And like you had some of the best of the bands down there. You had Brendan Byron, Joe Dolan, and all those were coming there that time. Rolly Daniels, they were all coming. All coming to Castleman that time. And of course, there was a fantastic committee there. The two quads, that Merson, Tom Broder, Tom Dunnigan, all them. They were all Tom Sweeney. They were all they were all the committee, and they had they had they had a marvelous they had a marvelous way of, of, of doing things. And we often I know the great John B K. And often shot his face there. He'd be often coming picking the Carnival Queen, and I had some there were some good stories about him coming there and picking the Carnival Queen. And, and of course, the best of bands in those days, the Royal Show Band, Royal Blues, etc. They cost only to win five shillings. That's all. Yeah. Then that's I think it was five. They went up to six, and then for seven like and the six. Crowd, the crowd that were bringing that impact was the crowds that were coming that time. Like was unreal. There was people coming from coming from all over, from all over the place. You had another one in Drum Colour. Who you can win that here? Shanna Golden. Shanna Golden. There was even one in Carrickerry. I remember one time, and I'll never forget it because I went to Bingo there and I won a hundred pound, which was enough for that money. Yeah. Back then. Was back in the in the I suppose just the early the late late sixties actually. But I've often said, Mike, that didn't you went into the bigger dance halls, which uh, in Innes you had what was known as Paddy Cannes Hall, yeah. the new hall. Then you had Drum Keen and the Jetland, and Sorry. of course here in Newcastle West you had the Olympic. Yeah, the Olympic you had a huge lot of maybe up to a thousand people when you had a big band or thereabouts, and it was a wonderful place for people to meet. As I said, it was only a mineral bar. That's right. And God rest her, we had you had Noreen right at him sitting inside the clock room taking the tickets and she was yeah. as she was as easy going that time as she was ten years ago. She knew everyone and everyone knew Nora and of course you had your downs and all them there they were all they were all with their household names at him because everybody knew him. You know, but it was hard to see, Mike, that that would have disappeared at that time in those halls when they were packed. Packed. It did. You couldn't see an end to that. No, and then all of a sudden, then I suppose the, the lonely virus came then and that he kind of changed the scene again. People started going in. You see, the drinking culture seemed drinking to come culture, with it. Exactly. The yeah. drinking culture took over after that then because when the, when the bars came, you had drink. What is the other one side? I know many years ago when the Cronins were running the Harlington media, you wouldn't be shot to a drink if you wanted it, like at that time when Dan Cronin got rushed over all. But when the Lonely Bars took over, like that was you had drink, then it kind of implicated the dancing, and I suppose that he kind of really. 
were the bands likely to blame themselves you think because when you had the right show bands the capital show band not to say make the loan to but the, the, the big show bands as I, as I said in the time and then they were getting so so professional and, and so cocky I suppose I would use the word that they, they decided they wouldn't stop playing until 11 to 1 whereas in the early years they would be playing from 9 to 1 mm-hmm. and then they brought in an, another smaller band That's right, yeah. and then the people weren't trying to stay in the pub and then as well the money the they weren't trying to stay in the pub then you say exactly and then the cost that went up as well you know the bands the bands had to raise and their money and they were um, I think things took Guinness we often said as far as the drink culture kind of took over after that when they moved into the lounge bars and that was it and that was um, well they meant in the good old days in the swing in the 60s and the show bands and the dance halls and the good clean fun and if you met a lady if you had the price of two bottles of orange and, you and were home milk. in a way <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and the club milk I was never that lucky Pat you definitely had the price of it I'm, I'm definitely saying listening to what you're saying and to the actually you're spot on in everything you said about it there were great times you know there were brilliant times the bands were great but, but Patio he's nailed the hit by saying they called themselves the bands mm-hmm. and they started to take take in like all the bands and started at 11 started at 11 and then the pop and the pop, pop culture pop over then and then, then they, 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 they absolutely decided themselves mm-hmm. and for the all due to greed and for the big boys the Royal and them you know and you see they moved on and all them you know I mean it was a marvellous time for entertainment and for people you know people enjoyed themselves and they looked forward to the bands but unfortunately like everything else they took over and you had no trouble you had no trouble you had no nonsense or no well you had very little anyway very little trouble that time you know and people were happy they didn't have much in their pocket but they were still so long as they had the prices again I mean, as you said, I know, I mean, you were familiar with all the band, with all the halls, I mean, back here and the, the great entertainment that they gave. What did you do? Keen was another. Dom Keen, that's right. He was on you know, I, I'm great friends with him and from, from that side of the country. The money that was made there yeah. by the, by the brothers of it, like, was unbelievable, you know. I have a great friend over in Boher, Paddy, Paddy O'Connor. Yeah. I hold with Boher one time, but he told yeah, me. Yeah, Paddy, he did. You know, Paddy, well, Paddy, Paddy has taught me you could live a hundred bikes, he said, outside the hall in Dom Keen, and you would bike him there when you come back. And they had no one. Yeah, that were great times. There's no doubt no no about that. And it, it actually left a terrible void. It did. As well, when they went. Even the halls, even when they, when they became derelict, you know, mm. when they were not used, they became an eyesore, you know. It did. And still are an eyesore in a lot of places. Yeah, in a lot of places. It's yeah. an awful pity. Yeah, you're looking at nothing. Like, like you, you went in into nightclubs and saying that was right, yeah. And that's what they're on, on about now. You know, there's, there's some fun. Drugs now. Drinking drugs now. And, and no dancing. Pretty cocaine and well. Oh, that's all. That's, 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 that's all you. That's I enjoyed it those times, you know. And the thing about it as well, Mike, you have a great interest in music. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you are very fond of Anthony Crystal as well. I know, and all the characters as well. I mean, now you are. You are you, she's playing request you. She's worse than Polly now. She's playing request you every night. You know, Christy Kelly is on the ball again. And Christy is a bit of a change. Was the change topic to, to lighten it a bit hi Pat the most standout memory for me of the Olympic ballroom was a sad one the Miami show band played there on Sunday night prior to three of them being massacred on Thursday July the 31st 1975 I can since clearly see them in my mind leaving the hall on that Sunday night R.I.P. Christy Kelly mm-hmm. and 
there, and, and there is another connection with that is this very to which limited many people don't know. Uh, that's one of the lads was in that band that Stephen Travers and he was regarded as being dead that night. Well, his wife is about here from Roska. She's more free from the top of Roska. Sean Murphy's daughter. I'm living in Cork because uh, I happened to be at a funeral a couple of years ago of one of Sean Murphy's daughters. She died at a young, well, relatively young age in England. They brought her home and to see doing the talking. But he was the fellow he was the, the fellow that was left in the dike that night. He was left for dead. And he, he fell into a field and somebody picked him up. Stephen Travers are living in Cork City. No flex, wasn't it? No flex. It was only one act of... of it was only one act of many. Of thousands. Thousands, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I remember to, to meet him. I worked as an Iron Weiss for a long time, but I, I'd be very friendly with Kieran Callahan. He played fullback for Kerry back in the, the same time as the early 80s. That, uh, and he said that went up one night to open a, a field up in, in somewhere near Open Antrim or somewhere like that. But uh, they came back to the clubhouse anyway, and they were sitting inside. And next thing a priest came in and he said to him, Lads, he said, If you take my advice now, you'll move away from that window. It was in the summer's evening, you know. And he said the same evening he can still remember they had the bus loaded to come out, come out, and Paddy was missing. The red party was missing that person as well. And the wire went in and Paddy was above the stage and with a band and he's singing in Poker Billa at about eleven o'clock on a Sunday night. But the point they're making was that night when they're coming home, uh, they were stopped by the RUC or something like that the, the UVF crowd anyway. And everything they had in the back of the bus was thrown out on the road. All their boots, bags were thrown out on the road. They kicked them around the road, and they, were, they eventually got back into the bus again. But he said it took them nearly three days to start out their stuff. He said the very same night they were very lucky. The Cohan was a selector that time, and like Cohan, the legion was the, the opposite way. Like and that was it. He said only for only for the wire they would have got into trouble because Cohan was going to let fly at someone. But he said like the treatment they got. You know, they were, they were just, uh, he said everything they had, their bags was kicked around the road, and they told him if you want to pick him up, gather him yourself. And then on the other hand, nowadays, when we think of the people that died, we have Jim Reeves, Buddy Holly, J.P. Richardson, all those crowds, and many, many more, and killed in between plane crashes and Loretta Lynn, of course, as well. And nowadays, uh, Tom Dunphy, of course, was also killed in a car crash, one of the big ride showman guys. But when you think of nowadays, those big hitters, these drugs are dying from you. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're that big star a few years ago. Amy Winehouse. Amy Winehouse, mm. fantastic yeah. voice, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, you see, the, the, the thing about it is that unfortunately, like, even in recent years now, like, and, and um, like, you've had an awful lot of, of, of pop artists and, and oh, yeah. top international brilliant musicians and singers all dying of drugs. drugs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's amazing like that with, you know, with all the, with all the, the publicity that they're getting, you know, I mean, the drugs and drink culture in that area like is unbelievable. And you, you'd you honestly think that 
people, especially the young people in the fans. And Elvis Presley, of course. Yeah, oh, sure. he was, uh, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. he was sure the first one of the first. But you'd imagine that the younger people who support that music and who, who love it and who enjoy it and who, uh, which that's quite entitled, would actually take note of this, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's shocking, like, mm-hmm. every morning you get up, I mean, you can, I kind of follow it now a good bit, you know, they got the, the, the consequences of it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, these, these, these young pop stars are in their early 20s and mid-20s and, you know, very well off. I mean, look at Amy Winehouse, mm-hmm. almighty, she had a voice, you know, and, and like, and her life, you know, and even up to quite lately. So we had him in Limerick, we have one of our own, one of our own most prominent players in the Cranberries, you know. That's right. She didn't, she died very young as well. Mm-hmm. That's right, yeah. Like, and, and but like, it seemed, it, it, the co- it, it is, it, it is a shocking it is a, tragedy. It is the culture know. of this day, I know, like, they go to anything you know, if they don't if they have something taken before they go they're not in the, they're not in the loop like, you know you don't want to be pinpointing anything or highlighting things mm. but, but the facts are there like well, it's just look at the dance hall craze anywhere from the 60s and some people would say as we've said here now tonight it was a wonderful system well the entertainment was wonderful when you got out on the floor it was wonderful but between that and getting out on the floor, especially in the marquees, my, my, uh, as I'm a Trollinator, so there was a fabulous marquee there as well. Mm. Otherwise, yeah, there was famous one. Yeah, mm. as young lads, they, they, well, they, I was there as a young lad, but they, they had uh, the benches, the seats up along the side of the marquee. Mm-hmm. The women, some of them sat in it, and the others stood in front of it, or whatever was sitting there, sitting there. And, and, and the cattle trust came across the floor. Yeah, exactly. And you had so many that refused, refused, refused. So the guys that were refusing, including myself, you just pushed harder and pushed, and the next thing they all fell back over the seats, <laughs> back in their backsides. <laughs> but apart from, the, I mean, never heard of any claims, they just got up. And <laughs> there was no one coming for compost. But, but the, the bit that some people would say that it was a terrible system, mm. that you had women standing like cattle at them out, they were examined, they were viewed up and down, and so, uh, to, uh, a good friend of mine there lately and he said that was an appalling system whereas my reply was they had equally the right to tell you no I, thanks. I often did. Yeah, you know, and, so I mean, passengers, it, it was, they, had, they had a voice as well in the holy show. So, so, no, to be honest about it. What do you think of that? No, I don't, you're right. I, I've seen it. Yeah. They were lined up both sides of the hall. Yeah. And the fellas took off and they were kind of eyeing them up before them. Right. But then some fellow could. The that would come for the night. That's right. For the entertainment. Comments, of course, you know, do you come here often? No, only when there's a dance and the lady who got refused and why didn't you? Bring your knitting and so on and so That's on. Right. No, she, she fell up and up his hand for the next one. But they were great times. They were great times. Oh, as Jack Kelly said, happy times. There were hard times, but there were happy times. Now, which reminded me of that. Shirley um, O'Regan tells me I'm not good to push what I do myself. I put in a, a video recording that air on Heritage Week. This week is Heritage Week, of course. And any party who's anyway have handy with these phones or laptops or whatever, if you go into heritageweek.ie I'm talking to you Tom right and, and all the listeners well go into heritageweek.ie and then there's a, a thing called filter and you hit that 
push that one and it'll give you all of the counties so you can go along county by county and you'll get all the various events you'll get how to do home baking you'll do, do how to, 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 in the Nachferne one we did Ramble House from 30 years ago uh, the, the, the woman washing the clothes with the, the timber washboard it was the last one actually and her knuckles and then talking about women going out on the Monday to all the big farmers washing clothes for maybe two and six for the day and we had their list and also on that particular one he, he was a blacksmith and he was talking about making wheels and bending wheels and the work they did and he said the problem was we, we did too much for nothing he said we'd make S-hooks and different connections S-hooks mainly and you charge nothing at all from and then I asked him about travellers and, and did they call you he said the Sheldons the Quilligans or Brian Rakeel and did they pay you because it, he said if they had it they'd pay you you know yeah. but there were hard times so overall people anybody listening to me if you go into houseweek.ie go into Limerick and you'll get about 25 different events that are that are on that you can view the, the Ramley House not fair the one you can view it and you can see for about 50 minutes of some fine singing and fine entertainment and really talking about the, the old ways and the old on that particular night and you can go into other counties as well literally everything blacksmiths detail on blacksmiths detail on thatching houses you name it and many people Tom I think don't realise that they can see all that stuff if you go into that yeah. and it's simple mm-hmm. enough to go in and all different counties all kinds of inter- very interesting there was one particular gentleman out Cashman I won't name him because his family was still around but he had a kittle and he'd bring it to the forge and to the case when the kittle was fixed I'd meet with mass after mass on Sunday yeah. but apparently the two of them never met at the same mass because the kittle kept coming back and I think the final day he came with it this blacksmith I knew him well he did now he said to him the next time we'll bring that now he said I'll put it up and then we'll hit it with the sledge and that'll be the end of it because he had it burned he had it burned so many times yeah. what he was doing was break you know, the, the round handle, he was breaking the handle every now and then. Yeah. So I think the blacksmith got so sick of it with the finish. But there was no, it was all I'd meet him on a Sunday, but that Sunday never well, came. Back in the 50s, in my young days, in Clare, they used to say, you know, we're out working for a farmer, working for somebody. You get paid, no, I got County Clare payment. I'll see you Sunday after Mass. <laughs> I suppose for every county's payment. Every, every county's payment was the same thing. He'd meet one Mass and you'd meet the other one. Yeah. But today, the forge again was wonderful for people Tom and going to the creamery lining up people had a chat and the suicide wasn't anything like as high as it is today you had more entertainment intermixing well you had without a doubt you know but the total change of life a change of culture change of you know I mean everybody like the, the creamery was a great meeting place mess was also you know and was a great meeting place and people were the pace of life was the last door anyway didn't I mean we we all started changes that I mean the factories came in which that they all wanted it you know Harlem like the, when the when the, back in the sixties the early sixties when they started with Shannon that's that's open up life that's the change and you know you wonder today mm-hmm. well, it's changed for the better I mean I, you you wonder you know because we're we're in an awful mess of regards or social oh, yeah. aspects I mean you only need to ask and look at the the suicide rates shocking frightening unbelievable you know I mean and the, the, the turmoil and the 
trauma and the sadness that that comes with it, like, is never removed. You couldn't, you, you can't erase it, like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you wonder, what, can, can somebody say why the cause of this, like, what, what's happening to society, to people that are under such pressure? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like, there's every kind of addiction. Mm-hmm. We don't know about it at all because once it's sitting down inside our own door, we tend to turn a blind eye. And what can you do? Mm-hmm. I mean, now we're looking at big gates locked, you know, there's nobody, there's nobody visiting people anymore. Regardless of the COVID, like, yeah. right, it's, the whole culture has changed. Oh, yeah, you know? When you go down to Castleman, now we look at a, f- a, f- a fabulous factory that's keeping the whole West Limerick going, the gates locked in. Yes, I actually met a man from Castleman yesterday, and I'd be feeling Lean's Hotel and we were just talking about it because I worked in Gasman for 14 years but he gave me a staggering fi- figure in the, the early 70s there was 151 suppliers big suppliers of Gasman yeah. now there's 10 in the parish the parish yeah yeah but they're all bulk tanks you know, well, you know what, what I'm talking about things have changed but he said, all, all yeah. systems have changed so yeah. a lot of them for the better too but I mean at the same time the, the, the country and the, uh, and the rural life has changed completely what is? You know? and but for the GA like in the matches that's right I mean people would, would never meet oh no no, no you mm. mentioned drugs there Tom let me remind the panel that a survey taken by the Irish Independent last year that the most common uses of cocaine were farmers and nurses and that's from a texter who did not give their name and Croker was a famous landlord over near Bruff area in Limerick here and he used to, a famous saying which is still lived on I doubt it's this Croker mm-hmm. and I'll read that again and I'm saying I doubt it's this Croker because I doubt it as well let me remind the panel that a survey taken by the Irish Independent last year that the most common uses of cocaine were farmers and nurses I don't accept and that. I, doubt, I, I wouldn't accept I it either, no way. I, I don't accept no, that because, no, no. like, I mean, so, you know, these surveys that don't give facts. Nonsense. 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 So, I mean, cocaine has been taken by everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, look at the quantities of it that have been Sorry. found and, and there have been, that have been, like, so you can imagine the, the stuff that's not, mm. not it's open. It's in the return of Whistling, we can do it really. It's cross So, I mean, didn't our farmers and officers, mm. like, I mean, I, I think it's wrong to, for to, for to target any area, like, yeah. because it's, in general, it's totally, used by the general public mm-hmm. you know regardless I mean, of their profession their jobs I wouldn't do, I, I certainly wouldn't agree with anyone targeting nurses in that, in that respect well, you know. well no my, my and I mean farmers would be the last people you, you, you would imagine well you would imagine it anyway you know, no, I mean, like, like I mean why it's a kind of a headline a headline grabbing thing headline grabbing thing I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't believe it anyway no, no. Uh, uh, moving it on uh, Jack Woolley Olympian assaulted in Dublin and I think most people at this stage would have seen his face and his lip and his jaws mm-hmm. for, I think it was in the daylight it happened and Ryan Tubbery is on today's papers as well that he has been verbally abused non-stop and it's only gentlemen and listeners when it's some high profile person that we hear about it but the toggery that's going on and the lack of respect and as my wife says, there's no moral standards anymore. Now it is all legal standards. We have everything is onto the courts nowadays. There's yeah. no respect for people anymore. No, I actually heard his mother. They interviewed his mother in the news. that happened here at, um, last week today after it happened. And apparently the father hit him. He said uh, he just obviously flattened him on the ground. And he just, oh, he said, sorry, the wrong person ran away. 
Yeah. But they give him an awful, they give him an awful, they give him an awful doing. But that seems to be a very common thing. Like they just try to pick in some high profile person that they know is going to give them, I suppose in one way gives them a headline. Because it, as you are right, rightly said, Pat, if they hit an ordinary fella, they wouldn't worry about it. Do you know, he'd be just... But sure, Pat, like, I mean, for the last, since we started the programme, like, it's been the, nearly all the most common Mm-hmm. Like in purpose item on yeah, yeah. year. I mean this uh, anti-social behaviour and brutality and mm-hmm. not alone in Dublin. I mean Dublin frighten you like. I mean, mm-hmm. You would know that it doesn't have any idea about going to Dublin even for masters now like. Mm-hmm. Being very very foolish mm-hmm. because there is no seemingly it's open season for drug dealing but so it's in seven time in Limerick. Seven cart in seven Galway in all the cities like. But you see the problem is like that um, we spent here last week I think we spent a half an hour talking about uh, about in the girls yeah. They are investigating themselves. Mm-hmm. And there's no one out there. I mean, I had the mayor of Dublin now in, in, being interviewed. She was in the back. She was honest like, anyway. She was honest, but, but that's her job. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and she got off light. Mm. And, 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 and the actual, the actual, I mean, re- reply by the assistant commissioner, a lady, was an absolute scandal. Mm. And we have no, there's none of our, of our, I mean, public representatives or TDs or local court. Well, I mean, in our fairness, Liam Galvin yeah. had made an issue of it, but he appears to be on his own. He's on his own. What support is he? I mean, he came in here to the programme on yeah. numerous occasions and he has been vocal on all various things, mm-hmm. in all media outlets yeah, and in the council right. chamber. Mm-hmm. And, and fair play to him, you know. But I mean, you see, there's a fear factor out there. Mm-hmm. And there's someone that's doing their job. And the people mm-hmm. that run their job are the commissioner and the head of the guardie. Mm-hmm. They are not providing, not providing cover and not providing, like, I mean, the, the actual, the, the number of guards. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, to protect people. Yeah. It's showing up to the hour, folks, and we'll be going to Nedbrek. You're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM, your local community radio station broadcasting from Newcastle West. And the programme tonight you're listening to, which will be repeated tomorrow, half 11 to 1, is County Views. And if you want to text in or call in on any topic, 0696600 and 0871669800. Jason Smith is waiting for your calls or messages, text messages, WhatsApp, whatever. And on the panel, of course, is Mike Barrett and Tom Bryan. So get on the phone and give us a tickle on whatever you want to talk about. And of course, there's quite a, an alarming carry-on about tickets, tickets, tickets for this match. And that they've been given out fairly and properly. And we heard the one club who sent all the names up to Dublin so as they wouldn't be accused of doing things that wouldn't make the members happy. But I believe in many places there are many, many club members very unhappy. Go to Nedbrick, back to you shortly. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 18th of August 2021 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Mike Barrett, as this is the podcast of County Views. The phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged.
County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Welcome back, listeners. And Christy <coughs> Kelly, he says, um, when one sees some of the tackles in sport, one would be wondering if some of them are intended to take out their opponent. Is it not violence dressed up as sport? Christy Kelly, I suppose he's referring to some incidents that happened at matches. But Pat, if you, you, would, we, would you mind if we came back to that incident about, about this uh, yeah, yeah, public yeah. disorder? Yeah. Yeah. And this, uh, you know, it's become an epidemic now. And the actual, you know, I mean, the perpetrators appear to be able to do it with impunity. The victims are only are only are forgotten about, and mm. they might get after going to any. You might be you wait for half the day. Maybe you might get a few stitches, or maybe more. And you know, it's it's. But surely, the guys, like we we are not. It isn't it isn't beyond the bounds of possibilities that our authorities like can put this. I mean put this thing right or make an attempt anyway to put it right and as regards this thing has been building up it's like the drug business it's like the you know the it, it, it all started out the drug the drug burns now that are in, in the front of every page yeah. like the, the, in the in the tabloids every day they're kind of they're nearly kind of heroes now like in their their, their personalities anyway you know mm-hmm. I mean we're listening to now that Tom so now that you mentioned that Tom I would have thought this fellow just arrested out in wherever he's there Hutch. This, Hutch this week yeah was he the latest one I think why do they get the publicity? Why should they even get publicity at all? But people feed in that, you see, Pat. Most are feeding on it, yeah. We have an yeah. insatiable appetite for crime. We're glorifying it. Glorifying it's been glorified it. back in the yeah. I suppose the old adage that the paper never refused thinking you want to sell papers, and that's it. Yes. That's what what the papers have to be bought by somebody. It's like the drugs. Mm. I mean, they, they, they have to be bought by someone, too. Uh-huh. And they're not all about being bought by youngsters. Oh, no. So, you see, like, that that in itself has been left get out of control. Mm-hmm. We've had huge problems within the RD at, at, at commissioner level, at management level. Mm-hmm. We are all talking about here every night, but but also you can move on then that then onto the courts. You see, I mean, somebody has to be responsible for the condition that we find that, that we that the country is in at the moment, and nobody appears to, ha- to have any responsibility. There are no consequences for these. I mean, politicians, the justice department, justice minister, they're, they're all just in their hands. And what can we do? Yes. But the guards can spend the last two years investigating themselves about petty petty issues about cancelling speed and fines and mm. I know I know it should never have happened but surely to God I mean when you see what's going on all over the country like the, the domestic crime and the crime as regards public order and the you know we're listening to it every day and one sad story after another and people people are powerless Mm. Will we have to get the Taliban in here to start it out or something? So the whole the whole justice system the whole justice system like 
at the higher level, at court level, is crazy. Someone goes in there with 100, 110 convictions. Yeah, one, one, one of them there recently and they got killed in that crash in Dublin with the three or four of them. Yeah, just yeah. even drove up the wrong way up the motorway. Yeah, that's right, getting away from the girls. Yeah, should that they, they, Well, they had over 100 convictions. They had, of course, and look at the way they carried on when they had the, when they had the mass for the funeral inside in Dublin. Yes, that's right, They yeah. put the sign up behind the thing, you know the score, get on the floor. Done about that. And over the money. That was, that was crazy. Like when the, 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 the now, the, the people on the radio, Tom, or Mike, just said the, 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 it's noticeable the absence of Gaudi in the city centres. Mm. They were absent everywhere, literally. You know. But they are, but you see, the numbers are way down. The Gaudi are no longer a deterrent. Yeah. Because yeah. the Gaudi have been abused themselves, oh, yeah. especially the, the female, I mean, Gaudi. Mm. And when they, when they actually, when they move in to do something and try and, 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 try and arrest someone there's a crowd around them police brutality mm-hmm. and we have the we have the, the do-gooders mm-hmm. you know ideas of people uh-huh. intimidating young people and uh-huh. they're all mm-hmm. see, you listen so I mean but there's no one putting their hand up to say look this has to stop and to listen to the mayor of Dublin and listen to the, the, the assistant commissioner mm-hmm. talking to the I, I, it was pathetic mm-hmm. that's what it does and if you have a minister that will that, stand over that and stand and the Gardaí are, are the actual law enforcers in the country and, in the, and that is a major problem everywhere now in all small towns the drug dealing is on a hand they know who they are mm-hmm. why are the rest of them they're, because I believe that they are dealing with them hand in hand. Mm-hmm. You, you know, there's so many units within the police that they're not coordinating, there's no one coordinating them, there's no one talking about who's in charge of districts. I mean, you have a superintendent, he's the manager. Mm-hmm. You're working wise, you said, Mike, there's an manager there, there's a line, there's a line foreman there, and if you have a problem, he has to attend it. Mm-hmm. And if that, he goes up, up the ladder. Mm-hmm. And, and what happens here, like, in, in who's in charge of the, the Dublin City Centre? Mm-hmm. You know, for, and Limerick City Centre. Mm-hmm. They, they don't have to account for anybody. No. They don't ask me any questions because you have the opportunity. And we had here a month, two or three months ago, there was a big, a big, like, I mean, publicity about the cooperation between Brough and Newcastle West. Why, should, why shouldn't there be cooperation? There should be, that's what they've been paid for. That's no. right. Exactly. But like any, particularly any young girls out there, like, it must be absolutely frightening for them when they go out. I mean, they go to arrest somebody and the following morning, they're probably being castigated as being, as being the, 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 the perpetrators of, because they arrested some young fella. I mean, 30 years, 30 years ago, they could arrest him and take him home to his father and mother. They can't do that, no. I mean, you'd have to wonder, like, from the garden side of it, well, like, look at what they're, as you rightly said, Tim, look at what they're facing into. If, yes, well, that's if they're going to break up a mob, I'm not going to be hammered. If you're if you're, if, 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 if you're on duty now in a squad car, Mm. And you see these, these in actual fact, uh, young youngsters, what you call them again, these youngsters driving the car, being mm. um, the, the boy racers. And like, and you attempt to stop them, or, or someone that's after committing a robbery, mm. and they crash, or they have something happen to them, you're s- suspended. 
And you say, it's examined. Yes, yeah. And it's a whole battle. Yeah. If you want to sit in this question, why should I go after him now? Exactly. Because if I do, I mean, and if he hits the wall and gets killed, mm-hmm. you, you know, that'll be just as soon, but that won't happen only, only, only seldom. It was only today that I was thinking of John O'Donoghue. He was zero tolerance, zero tolerance, but talk, that doesn't get mentioned anymore. Oh, no, I don't think much was any talk. It well, that thing. was only talk. That never happened. But at least it was, it was a name. Anyhow, it was a good idea. <coughs> Yeah, you manned it in New York. The only man did it was in New York. He did, yeah. Mm-hmm. But there seems to be no attempt. Yeah. The, the, the current lawless situation seems to be an acceptable situation at the yeah. present time. Yeah. Last weekend in Tipperary, in North Tipperary, yeah. you had hundreds, over 100 by races mm. racing. One of them crashed. Mm. He, he ran, out of, ran out of road on a bend, hit a car, injured three or four people, including a young child that's now fighting for his life above and down mm. you know and there was a hundred hundred like there at that rally at that you know and maybe more there could be 200 of them there mm. yeah. so I mean why I, mean, I saw in locally at, at, at home I, I could understand there locally there there was a lot of that going on because the roads are narrow and there were hills and things mm. and they were all being reported but there was nothing being done no now we'll hold that there, folks, and we'll move it on to, uh, I suppose, all Ireland tickets. Um, tickets seem to be problems, problems, problems. I know Cove, who I'm a daughter living in Cove, and her husband is very involved in the GA in Cove, and they got a total of 25 tickets, and that's a very big, that's a population of 10,000 in Cove. So whatever, how bad Limerick is, Cork is very bad, because I think both counties got the same amount. The population of Cork, the number of clubs in Cork is probably four times, six times more than Limerick. So the problems galore. <coughs> in, in Limerick, there's huge problems as well. I've met loads of people during the week who are absolutely livid, having paid into this and that for the GA, Mackie stands, all kinds of stands and tickets and draws and everything, and they didn't even get a smell of it particular even uh, and no tell them didn't even get one and Paddy Crowley then uh, Paddy doesn't tell us where he's from but he's a big GM and asked Tom Ryan and Mike Barrett who will win the match this weekend I think Paddy you must be a gambler by the sound of you because you're on there every Monday night asking who's going to win matches so <laughs> maybe for winning you might give us back a little bit of your winnings anyway who's going to win and ask the panel how many refugees can Ireland take in as well and then also on the same topic can Pat can you ask the panel their views on the ongoing in Afghanistan regards Shane Mullins in a day or so I have that down in my list all right as a topic we'll do the GA and the tickets first I suppose gentlemen Mike Barrett well I suppose the first the first thing like this is, we all know like the capacity is only half like no matter what you do, you're not going to please everyone. No. I suppose we'll, you'll always say that there is favouritism in clubs and all that kind of thing. And I suppose that's probably countrywide, but I think I fear that while ago, Tom just mentioned it, and Tom has been there uh, both as a player and a manager. And I think uh, I've, been, I've been there from the other side, but I know Tom, Tom has been there as a manager and like. And, and like trying to sort out tickets I think is a nightmare for anyone even to have Croke Park at full capacity which would be around 82,000 you know I look at 40 so like it's nearly 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 impossible but like what way each club does it I suppose they have their own system and doing it but like there's definitely people going to be 
very disappointed. The brewery situation there now yeah, today. I mean, that's here and that one there with, with brewery that put all the names, send all the names up to Croke Park to get them thrown out. To pull the names, not to pull the names out. Well, it's just taking the, the pressure off the club. And Another thing I find hard to believe now, you were doing umpire for years. Tom Ryan was manager of a team for quite a number of years. That people like that who gave so much of that time, Neely Duggan, I think I saw him there with his fine head of hair the other night on some old so match to work on. Not a hair out of place in uh-huh. 1983. Neely, I hope you're keeping well. Mm-hmm. The hair is still looking as well as usual. But <coughs> people like that imagine that gave so much of their time to the GA for nothing at, at a high, high level. And come all Ireland there, they can't even get in the gate, Tom. Is yeah, well, of course it is. Uh, I, I, I'm playing you now, like <laughs> people look for tickets and God Almighty, yeah, I, the last person in it, like that could. I'd assume you'll be getting at least yes. one, if not two. Well, I would, and and I admit that, and I always did from the from the county board, and I well, I don't. As I said, I'd be willing to hate them. You, you know. do, you do yeah. get two, do, yeah. two tickets every year. Yes, including this year. Well, as, as an Alan middle holder, you're 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 kind of. Guaranteed a ticket yeah. as well, yeah. But if you weren't yeah. an All Ireland medal holder, having yeah. played for the county without Windolan, would you get the ticket? You, that would, yeah. Would I, I said, in all fairness to the county, the county secretary, it's an impossible job, not yeah. mind it, the club secretary. And they have an impossible job to do, and we're lucky that we have a good county secretary. And I mean, we have Siobhan Scanlon, a marvellous, unbelievable mm. executive, and a person that's, that's you, know, you know, I mean, even if she wouldn't give you a ticket, you think she would give you a ticket. You know, she would have been there. These are top of top officials mm-hmm. in Limerick. You know, we're lucky to have them. And that's now, I mean, you know, I'm not saying that. I, 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 I really mean it and I know it. And they work under terrible conditions, particularly. Particular when when Limerick are in the, uh, are in the finals and that and, and there is a great support, but the top situation can be very very awkward as well, Mike. Yeah. You know, and people that put in an awful lot of time on it, you, you know, with during the year that Pat has done down the years, I believe that the workers within the club should be should definitely get a ticket before any draw or before any of the club members. People that are on committees, that are on over teams, and and looking, you know, they mm. they have yeah. to be, you you have to have some regard for them. And the only way that 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 you can respect what they do is to ensure that they get a ticket. I was in I was I've been with a few, several clubs in Limerick, and as you know, it was I I never brought my hand for money anywhere mm. uh, uh, for any for any club in, or any county either. Be honest about it, because it's for Hull. And to be honest about it, I never got a ticket. Mm. I never got a ticket for my club, like even coming into the year. So, so there is, you see, I don't know what blinds people when it comes to when it comes to giving out. I mm. mean, all Allen tickets, you, you have to pay for it anyway. But you think that whoever would be running the club would say, "Look, we have to look after our own first year. Mm-hmm. The German people that are here every night, we're on the fourteenth, we're on the sixteenth, and that you know, I mean, I think they should be get the priority anyway. Mm-hmm. I know a, a certain club now, and as a member, and she's four tickets. Mm-hmm. I mean, now that's an extreme, like mm-hmm. every match she's four tickets for mm-hmm. family. And to be honest about it, now 
they wouldn't have sweated in that hurling any of them so well, there'll, there'll be some paper from some clubs that's saying they'll have the cap down over their eyes in case the television really? camera flashes well, across them the if correct there should be a list of, made from every club the allotment of tickets they got got the tickets it should be published that is one thing that I, I, I would recommend yeah. mm. and it should be a case like you know it should take away an apple okay mm. people will send this one in the devil but if you remember and if it's a draw you're entitled you're mm. entitled to put your and if the list was published everyone would see it in like Tom says the four members of one family uh, and yeah. we hear and see it all the time it's 20 past 10 folks and we'll go to an L break and back to short and we'll continue that topic discussion County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 18th of August 2021 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Mike Barrett, as this is the podcast of County Views. The phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors. TOD.ie Hi Pat and Tom, great to hear you fine and clear tonight as I couldn't hear a word of you last week. I was raging because I missed my Tom. Mm-hmm. And as I listened to you talking about the old time dancing, it was great when me and my late husband Bunny enjoyed many a night dancing. Uh, God be with those lovely memories. I hope my Tom is keeping well as I send him a big kiss and up Limerick for Sunday as I am all excited waiting for it. Polly the port and no rose garden as it's a bit chilly now. So we Mike, Polly. Very good. Thank you very much. I, I, I think she left Mike Barrett myself out among the apple trees. No, she, <laughs> and, has, she means she got a request plate for when I mentioned apple trees, apples and pears are very, very scarce this year. There's more leaves than apples. There's very few apples in some of the trees this year for some reason. Well, and more to the same thing today, out in Clare. She's four apple trees or five and there's no apple at all. an apple at all. I, I, yeah. didn't, I, 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 I didn't hear much about it. You wouldn't meet that certain years. Yeah, yeah. But very, very, very bad year. You know, what, 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 what was it? What does, uh, how does the panel think about next Sunday's All-Ireland final? Do they think Limerick will win with a bit to spare Morris, Lyons and Kappa? Now, Galway won four minors All-Ireland finals in the past four years and they got the shh beaten out of them tonight by five goals by Cork. So it just goes to show you folks 
there were four All-Ireland minor winning teams for Galway making history and they got the daylight beaten out of them now they pulled it back to 10 points in the finish but it was literally fi- a five goal defeat so it is hard to say and, and you can see how things go and Cork are really on an up and up at the moment with our minors who are also playing Galway which I think Cork will win down and have a fantastic minor team as well this year anyway they want to know who will win because they want to put a few pounds in them well, I suppose. No, I think number one. I think will be will be very will be a pretty close game because when you remember the last time the Limerick played Cork, going back in the Munster semi final, I think Kieran Kingston made a point to them is something like about one seventeen. Uh, Pat Horrigan, as we know, Nicky Quaid made a fantastic save, but Horrigan was very poor. That penalty, yeah. It's the only thing that I think will be in Limerick's favour, and I see that tonight now watching the under-20 final, that when, when, Gal- when Galway put the pressure on Cork after half-time and they ha- hassled him and they didn't let him out with the ball, they brought it back to three points. But then, from 10. Yeah, yeah th- from 10. Like, when the, but I, I think that Limerick's physicality will have a big part to play in it because the way the type of game Limerick play that they make you bring the ball on the ground and when they do they're, they're, fantastic, they're fantastic at that but there is no way this, this is going to be a 10-11 point victory for me you can't see that happening because Cork Cork have learned Cork have learned a lot from the from the particularly this is their third time I think playing them this year they played them in the league I think you see it up on YouTube from the inside in Limerick now Limerick at that particular league game as well they seem to have Limerick's physical strength seems to kind of overpower them but we'll have to think about Cork running game Cork running game is if they get it going right they're fantastic this Jack O'Connor is a pure speed merchant but the one thing I do hope is that that we'll see hurling played in a clean sporting way and not some of the cynical stuff that's going on I think I said that here on Monday night because I've heard some some very queer stories there in the past, and I know they're genuinely true in the past couple of weeks of things that are going on I know they certainly wouldn't be going on when we were doing it long ago you wouldn't carry on what's going on now and I think the man across the table from me knows a lot every bit as much and more than I do he, he, he sat above in the dugout in Crock Park and he's see two all islands and I know there was now that carry on Tom Yorton no, and uh, really and truly, like, I mean, it, there wasn't, and it's a pity that that has cre- crept in, but that's, that's has crept in, Mike, as a, a win-at-all-costs situation, mm. and, you know, there are outside influences now having a huge impact on the game and the way it's played, mm. but that's for another day. Sunday's game this is a, a very very a, a, a wonderful team that we have you know I mean oh, and with, 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 with Peter Casey back you mm. know I mean definitely like they're at their full strength they're, they're, they're really I suppose one of the best teams of all time really mm. to be honest about oh, yeah, I would agree with you 100% and, yeah. uh, you know they have an off lot they have and even even as role models and you know mm. they have we're 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 definitely omen off that, and hopefully that um, that they will come through. I I, I fancy them to win, like mm. because I I looked at Cork very closely against Kilkenny, yeah. and I was shocked with Kilkenny's game. Mm-hmm. When they left them take position and they left them play the running game, mm-hmm. and but then again, when at the at the actual end of the game, Cork were breathing down down our Kikini were breathing down well, down yeah, neck exactly. and as you rightly said said while well ago uh, Mike 
you know, when the pressure came on him, mm. the, the, I mean, Kilkenny got that vital goal. And there was another incident after that, which the last play of the game, I thought was free to Cork, in actual fact, or free to Kilkenny. Yeah, you're right. And the, the Kilkenny player was badly fouled, mm. but he blew, the, he blew the whistle. And, like, had he blown before that, or was it a foul? I, I believe it was a foul, and, tra- and, and it was within the right of mm. awarding that foul to get that free, which T.J. would probably have scored, and Cork would be at all. Like, so there's a question mark over them. They're very fast. They're very skillful. They're, they're, on, the, uh, they're on the upper, as you said tonight, Pat. They had a wonderful win they tonight. Be there in the next they're, couple of years, they're going to be there. But at the same time, I mean, Limerick are in their prime. No, the other thing I took from that now, right, and just uh, what you mentioned that, Tom, and I think you'll agree with me, in the first 10 minutes, first, the first before the first water break, can you, you could have scored three goals? Oh, have, that yeah. particular game, the one that Adrian Mullen went through, right. and so the typical example of what of what Gerard Hegarty done with Gillan in the in the game against Waterford, he went straight in, which a, a loose man on his right hand side, he turned to his left and hit the ball straight at the court goalkeeper. Yeah. The very same kind of a situation as Hegarty and Gillan in, in the game against Waterford. Yeah, and no. I didn't hear it, I didn't hear that mentioned by anybody. No, Mike, you know, you did right. Yeah, he turned. Thing. He turned. He turned to his left hand side, where the, where the traffic was, as they call it. But he had a loose man outside him with that side of the goal open. I mean, the very same, same, very same thing as, as Hegarty and uh, Gillan in the one in Waterford. He but see, if you look at it, Cork are not going to get the middle freedom and oh, no. they got. They're not going to be allowed to take position from the puck out because no. they will push up on them and they'll mark them and they won't be and they'll have to go along them with the puck out and well that's where that's where limits so you're both calling limits and I take it yeah yes Colin, now, have yeah. we a consensus agreeing stating that all the clubs should should list out name the people who got the tickets clear yeah. the air and, and, and transparency without a doubt yeah. no doubt about it yeah. and it should be done it should be done immediately That's as, what as I said there are more yeah. questions than answers now Afghanistan when we go away to that foreign country now for a little bit uh, it would look like that the Americans ran away and we have a lot of wives on and mothers on and parents on about their sons that died for the past 20 years, both England and America, outside their fighting in Afghanistan. And then when the Taliban decided it's time to go back in again, there was no sign of any opposition, literally any place, Tom. No, this is... It was an embarrassment. A shocking uh, scenario. And, and definitely it, it, it is a shocking situation as regards America, NATO, United Nations, the Security Council, they're, they're an absolute waste of time. And I think you mentioned it here when I passed, talking shops is all there, mm-hmm. all of them. This situation, of course, in, in Afghanistan now, with the Taliban back, I mean, the Taliban, like, are, you know, what you would call a band of crooks, like, and, 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 and like, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, and they, they have, again, that are fundamentalists and their situation of the girls I, I mean Sharia law like I mean that's unbelievable like and and not alone does it affect women but, but it affects every aspect of the actual of people's lives and Afghanistan has been a desperate place but it's an awful it's an awful mess now and the point of all that is you see this was all this 
America like and the UK and how to listen to them now and I, fo- I followed it there now on CNN there and the BBC listen to the pathetic arguments coming out of Johnson in England I mean when they aren't an imba- you know when, when they aren't the people of that they represent aren't embarrassed by these people you know and every aspect of the behaviour of both three you, you, you know you, you had NATO I mean, another U.S. organization, mm. the American and, and the Pentagon, CIA, FBI, mm. you name all this. I mean, and the, but you see, corruption was at, was at the center of this. Mm, exactly. The actual contractors and the money that, be, that have to be made in America mm. out of the war in Afghanistan will never be, it will never be counted. Oh, no. Trillions mm. have been made, you see. And the, and the soldiers, they were there, like, and they armed to the teeth, guns hanging off them, and then they actually then, they train in Afghanistan. Surely to God, if you train the team, you'd know, you'd, you wouldn't train to run away anyway. And with a crowd, with a crowd of hoodlums above and the back of buses, <laughs> and the back of, I mean, the back of pickup trucks. <laughs> like, I mean, but it is an unbelievable thing, like, unbelievable. I, it, it was hard to believe that they could take over all the t- cities so easily. Yeah. And then, as Tom rightly says, NATO, the United Nations, England and America, they were so surprised. So the dog in the street could say they were walking. I, I don't know what position. Bulletin to the cases that have taken over this this town. This they seem to have and no now they're trying to get the people out because they seem to be totally asleep. The people mm. in charge for getting them out of them countries. Well, well, when you look at when you look at you know the what the intelligence department of the Pentagon mm. like, and the CIA and look at look at the crowd opening it. MI5 and MI6. Mm. They were above, they're above the border now and they're above the north, backing up the UVF and the mm. UDA. That's about their limit. Mm. I mean, that's surely to God, like, I mean, when they couldn't actually see, either on the ground, like, mm. in Afghanistan, surely, and surely to God, when they couldn't read what was happening there, that, you see, in Pakistan, or in Afghanistan, the Afghanistan, according to America, was Kabul. After mm. that, open sea, open country, like, mm. and you see the actual, like here in Ireland, now we're there, and in rural Ireland you have famine. In Afghanistan, you have the growing of the poppy, like, for the opium and the and the actual heroin trades. Mm. That's where that's what's funding the Taliban. Mm. So, like, I mean, they have huge support within the rural areas, mm. and, and they have more support in when they when they when they with. Hadn't we crowd here not too long ago talking about the ballot box or the Kalashnikov? Exactly. As well, well, the Kalashnikov is running the show there mm-hmm. and have been for years. Exactly. And, and we we might be want to be very careful as well. Mm-hmm. So we might have the same scenario here. Okay, but you see, MI5 and all yeah. the intelligence and the British system and the, and and the overseer and talking over. You think they'd be there's an embarrassment that's mm-hmm. there. You know. you, you know something very, you know, something not too far away from it here with this extinction rebellion gang. They don't, they don't much the same. They, they do much the same thing if they get their, if they get their, their way because they want to take over cities and everything there. But like that thing, this, as Pat rightly said, they're like how they were able to take over all the cities and the towns. They seem to take them over. No problem at all. They had them gone. More well, like because the, the actual authorities ran away. Ran away and, and left them coming in. The army wasn't being paid at all. They no. wasn't paying the soldiers. They were they were robbing themselves. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you went too often to play with all the money yeah. out to the United Arabians. So I mean, you couldn't make it up. No. And Trump over doing a deal with the Taliban and That's left right. him the same as Putin had left and him and the, and the Chinese. Yeah. It leaves it leaves what you call the free world, and it leaves if you call it the free world, and it leaves America in a, in, 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 a, a total joke. But we've mentioned here, Tom, over the past number of years, the standard of leadership in different countries has been very weak for many, many years back, you know. We have, we've covered this yeah, now, yeah, we like, yeah, and, and, yeah. And, and we were on the ball enough now, which yeah, is, yeah. to be honest it, you know. But I mean, look at that idiot over in England. Look at him out there making speeches. And, and, and like, and as I said, they, we're, we're listening to British intelligence sources. Like. Yeah. I mean, where they were, were above the North, with, above with the UDA, I mean, yeah. and, they're, and they're targeting Republicans and targeting targeting the nationalists on behalf of you of the DUP like that's, that's right. what they were doing and well, we have the old story then uh, in one of those messages come in there how many should we take or how many can we take I saw there if I read it out a little earlier on mm. uh, how, how many people should be coming to Ireland in these refugees Tom and myself always disagree on that one because Tom thinks I'm different this, we'd say we get in a few hundred, we get a few hundred. But what bothers me always is these refugees that get out of those countries. What about the misfortunes, Tom, that are left? Yeah, well, past, that is that's a fact. But sure, that's all over yeah. the Middle East, like North Africa, like I mean, it, you see, when you have uh, when you have no, you see, when you have when you have no leaders, as you rightly said, when you haven't the strength to back up. I mean, the actual, the, the, I mean, Biden, now, like I mean, he has proved to be a fraud. A phony, like I mean, and, you know, when he could have stood up there and said, "Look, you know, leave the troops there, and get get uh, because Trump made a total mess of it." Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, because he said we'll pull out our troops. Mm-hmm. Well, they were there for twenty years. Mm-hmm. But what were they doing? Surely they got to learn something in the twenty yeah. years. That's mm-hmm. all. They were they were dealing with crooks mm-hmm. and drug dealers. So wouldn't that be the fourth year? Uh, I mean, that your intelligence would be would be telling you anyway. Mm-hmm. But sure, if you go back into Trump. The first thing he did, and he lacerated his own intelligence, he didn't actually listen to him, if you like. He, he kind of ridiculed him, didn't he? He did, yeah, he did. Uh, I mean, he the, CIA and the FBI didn't detect him. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. see, and then you had the Pentagon, and they spread out with Roy the Medals. Mm-hmm. I mean, across their chest, the same in England, big mm-hmm. medals and iron crosses and everything. I don't know what they got him for, because mm-hmm. I tell you why, they, they must have a brain in their head. And now they're on explaining what they should have done. Yeah. You know, we have soldiers that haven't been paid. I mean, they haven't been paid for 12 months. <laughs> and they weren't even being fed. Would you blame them for down tools? <laughs> and, and now the Taliban had no, had a dead only few rifles and and, and a few Volkswagen, mm. I mean, pickups, and they're flying down the road, mm. and they are running in front of them. And, but they know they have tanks in there. helicopters, tanks, helicopters supplied, and planes, uh, supplied by the Americans. The so, I mean, you couldn't make it up. You couldn't believe you, if, if you saw in the picture, you, you wouldn't believe it. Like, yes, was it? like the corruption that's behind it is unreal. The corruption, the, the corruption you, you see, that's where the whole thing mm. You see, the corruption was unbelievable. And this, and this, I mean, I've watched them there now, the, the actual, the, the government of, Af- of Afghanistan, and they're all in their robes, and they're sitting above and kind of high chairs and they're all golden 
paint in behind them and big big palaces. No, I mean Afghanistan's a huge country, mm. nearly forty million people. Mm. But they didn't know what was going on. They didn't mm. want to They didn't yeah. want to know because they didn't, they didn't want, want to go there. Tell the first, I mean, it was open for the Taliban. Like. Mm. And they are actually a lot of them. Are Pakistanis, mm-hmm. you see, right. and that's a that's about the wonderful thing. Now it's time for an ad break, folks. So we'll be back to you shortly. And of course, as you know, with the ads running out there, we have 50 50 draw taking place every week. And we thank you for your support. And there's a long list there in different places you can buy them. And for the past number of weeks now, it is between five and six hundred. And uh, the, the winner has received between five and six hundred, so it's worthwhile. And the tickets are available in all the usual places. So you're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM, your local community radio station. And on the panel tonight on County Views is Tom Ryan and Mike Barrett. My name is Pat O'Donovan. And on the, the desk and taking your messages there is Jason Smith, who is back from his vacation in in high places. And if you want to text in or call in for the next 20 minutes, it is 0696600 or 0871669800. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 18th of August 2021 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Mike Barrett, as this is the podcast of County Views. The phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors. TOD.ie Folks, you're welcome back. You're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM, community radio station broadcasting from Newcastle West. And I referred earlier there to Heritage Week. As I said, if you go into heritageweek.ie and go into the county and you'll get all kinds of things. And I met him saying there that Shirley O'Regan has a fabulous piece in there as well. On behalf of West Limerick 102, featuring the series of talks by Tom Toomey, well-known historian, who's on here every Tuesday at 11 o'clock for a half an hour each week on the tragedies and the happenings from the period of 1916-1922 and they have been logged up to Heritage Week as well. So folks, it is well worth tuning into Heritage Week for all the different types of topics etc that you will find. And gentlemen and listeners, we were talking there about the hospitals, you might have heard it there on the RT this evening and we've heard it for a long time, the disgraceful manner in which our medical people have been treated we have signs up all over fair juice to and uh, thank you for the frontline workers and all that nonsense but in reality many of them came back from foreign lands when the appeal went out and I think only 1% of those ever got a job and I've sp- spoken to a few of them plus their parents who had to pay a fortune where they got landed in in Dublin and had to pay higher rents and they never got called any place they have been tra- treated appallingly we've heard of doctors and nurses working huge shifts 
Mike. Yeah, I heard that girl on there this evening. She's appalling to what to the way they were, the way she was being treated. But fair play to her, she came out and she gave her name and all. She was a, she's a Welsh from County Mayo. Like to think that she was doing two twenty-four hour shifts and maybe three sometimes. Like, and she made the point, and I think. Uh, um, the, the presenter, he asked her, like, what way did she feel leaving the, the hospital? And she said there was time she left the hospital and she didn't feel she was capable of driving her car. Or, like, she said she was looking once and said her, her job in the hospital wasn't what you would call treating people with life-threatening injuries, something like that. So she was only kind of a, a kind of a, an assistant, but she, but she said, like, the whole thing was, she just couldn't, just couldn't live with it. And now she's, she's going out, I think, is it just Sally Pat she's going? I think she's going to the uh, yeah, I, I was wondering how she was so brave to come out because she'd be a marked lady with well, she would call the hospitals. Uh, but like so she did and she, she did make the other point at the very finish she said that we have learned an awful lot maybe since the COVID came in but she said the HSE is what, I, I can't really explain what way she put it, but she said more or less that the HSE is is actually appalling the way it is ran. That was the, the, the statement she kind of that's what you could take from it, like that the HSE have learned nothing since since the start of the pandemic. She did two forty-eight hour shifts in the one week. Yeah, a first-year doctor, Tom. Yeah. Well, alone like that would be tantamount to be to abuse, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. of, of her, of, of a person, no matter what profession you'd be in, or what job you're in, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be asked through that. Oh. And, Mike, you know, well, I mean, you, you worked in, in a, in a top modern mm-hmm. manufacturing plant, and that wouldn't happen there, like. No, no, no. So, but Pat, you know, you, you want to, you, you could spend the whole program and a series of programs on this. Because, as you rightly said, when the pandemic started and when the appeal went out, and uh, you know, the, and doctors and nurses came back from Australia, yeah, thousands of them, thousands of them, and they were they were promised the sun, moon, and stars, and they didn't. They were they were abused after coming back. They didn't get permanent jobs. They were put into. They were working for agencies a couple of hours here mm. with no conditions no standard pay and uh, you know and only wondering when the next hour's work is coming and they were home mm. after being had to come home mm-hmm. and they would be praised as you rightly said Pat with signs up in walls and our frontline workers mm. and the whole lot and you know in actual fact Pat it got very, that particular aspect of it got very little coverage in the media mm, whatever, right. whatever was whatever it lost it, it lost prominence very Early anyway. Yeah, yeah, but then again, you see, when we, when, when these, um, you know, the, I mean, the HSE have been praised left, right, and centre for their the way they have kind of carried out the the, the, the war against the virus mm. against the against, and the, with the with the vaccine the, you know distribution but still they are like I mean there are I think there's 750,000 people waiting for procedures that's right I mean sure, sure, that's just World World country in the game like I mean that'll never that we can't we won't even make an indent into that and we have consultants on there every day who are who are saying we'll do the work, we haven't the backup, we haven't the theatres, now we haven't the nurses. So, I mean, like we said here, Pat, early in the programme even, and I was a bit critical of the situation, as I said at the time, why not train more nurses? Well, you know, because this, this didn't come up today. No. This 
particular aspect of it has been has been prominent for the last 10 to 15 years mm-hmm. within the health service mm-hmm. and like I mean and where the, where, how is it that, that we can't ever appear to manage or, or have the foresight to see where problems arise we're talking about America and, and Afghanistan I mean within the health system so surely they got our managers or have the NEC maybe they haven't elected police maybe it's just one does away mm-hmm. under its own kind of with the grace of God but another thing about it in this they were talking 12 months ago about a ward in the nurses the doctors mm-hmm. and the people in the front line I'm talking about porters as well and people and the guardi and the, the actual response units in the ambulances mm-hmm. they were going to give them they didn't know how to give them holidays or give them money but they give them nothing they give them nothing no. and, and now they're arguing about it it might be the next budget that, it, that they hadn't budgeted for it mm-hmm. but they're budgeted for everything else mm-hmm. and they say I never you never in all your pardon days it's very hard to, to believe the idiots that are running now folks I'll come in there high low pattern penalised in this text from the high hills of Knock Row I'm surrounded by apples from our apple trees cookers eaters half eaters half cookers half cooked half baked God mm-hmm. rest my granddad Paddy Dillon on my mam's side said each tree from a seed so I have plenty of apples for you it must be the silo here on the high hills of Knock Row can the panel give the view under a retirement age not tonight anyway Mark should people be forced to retire at 65 years of age talking about apples I have some, quite a lot of apple trees myself some of them have very little and some have a few apples but I have a beautiful beauty bat apple tree and I'm looking at these beautiful beauty bat apples and I'm afraid to eat them because about 20 years ago many people might know it but around Christmas Eve before lunchtime on a Sunday I eat an apple and I got the hiccups and I had them until New Year's Eve. I had to visit the doctor three times. I don't know if he even came out to me at one stage. I was hanging out the window gasping for bread. And on New Year's Eve, I had some uh, kind of a sweet barley sugar, I think it was eventually. You blow in a bag and you blow backwards and you blow all kinds of things and stand in your head. But it remained on for 10 days. And I have never touched an apple since. I have been very tempted with those beautiful beauty bats, but I haven't dared eat an apple. And, of course, a pope died from uh, eating an apple way back in the past, if you ever know that. And also I was talking to a lady. She was nursing out in Australia. And some guy, he had them for 20 years. So hiccups can be serious. And that is fact, Tom Ryan, in case anyone thinks I'm joking. And, and, and there was no that. laughing matter. We, we don't doubt you. We're not laughing, Pat. But the main thing that you mentioned the beauty bet because it's the one apple that I look out every year to getting. You know, beauty bet, you know, about now. But you know, and uh, but it, it is a factor, like you know, mm. there is definitely. But I pray that the people and I have good experience in this party, like you, the, is the West watching when you're eating an apple, you might be excited, like with the side, and you can't the we had a beautiful pear tree near us yeah. at home long ago. Beautiful, big, soft yellow pears. You can't get them anymore now. I have pear trees and they're like rocks. I don't know what, what they're supposed getting to be. Back to the, getting back to the hospitals and the mm. front line. Mike and Kilmalax is here and it's fine tonight. And thank you for calling in there, Mike, on mm. that one. And we'll talk again to you next week. 
talk about what? About getting back to the frontline workers in the hospitals. Yes, know? yes, yes. I mean, yes. you see, you can talk about everything, and you can talk about it. We can talk about Teeter Warden, the minor warden, no will. <laughs> but, you know, what's going to be done about it? That's the aspect of it. That ain't a solution. Mm-hmm. Because when you hear that nurse or the doctor this evening, and she got a few nasty calls in about the state educating her and everything like that, mm-hmm. she's gone away. But I mean, the abuse and the, and the, and the actual, if you had, had I've had the occasion now to spend a couple of nights for accidents in the, first of all, what I didn't know was bleed. And then I had a famous episode with the West. Mm. And uh, I spent the night in the actual A&E and to see the work in like Beavers, you know, I mean, unbelievable mm. places like, and when you hear a, a, a doctor saying that two 24-hour shifts, that's not on mm. anyway, like in any walk of life. You couldn't do it. Now, no, last takes on the night, I patrol it are enough Muslim countries to take the Afghan refugees. What does our government think now of the use of Shannon by the US Army to engage in a 20-year war and all that were killed and now they are walking away from it all, leaving a bigger mess after them than what there was 20 years ago from Christy Kelly and of course they did the same in Vietnam and they did the same in other places as well and in, 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 in England with them yeah, you where, left where, you leave, where you leave Miss Syria and Kuwait yeah, yeah. 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 And, and, and as you rightly said Pat throwing, the, throwing a, a, a term I don't like using the Brits with them you know I mean under the guise and, and hiding and ducking and diving you know mm-hmm. I mean like, they're an absolute disgrace you're talking you know? there about the health service again what Thomas and that while ago there was a doctor a lady doctor on there on, on prime time about I suppose three weeks ago and I watched her very closely and she made a statement which will come to pass she said there's going to be a massive problem here for doctors and nurses because she said they're leaving the country in their thousands and this, and this lady you know, was a very high up she's a professor she said like that she was more or less trying to expose what's going on behind the back of the HSC yeah. She said, because they're being treated so poorly here, and that's the, the, the typical example of what that girl gave there this evening. And I just thought of something there when Tom was talking about all the, the, the praise that were given to the nurses and the doctors and all that. Of all the people, when Leo put out the appeal there last year to come home, 1% of them got jobs in this country. The rest of them were put on the POP payment. They got nothing. But there was two people, I still recall it, after Christmas there, when the pandemic got very bad. Two, there were a retired doctor and nurse. I read about the two in the paper. They offered the HSC that they'd go into the hospitals and work for free, and they told him they didn't want them. Well, they didn't, you see. I remember that case, and that, that especially when it came to vaccinations. Exactly. As well, these experienced and retired mm-hmm. people who are willing to come back and, and fight and do that part. But you see, when you've a head of, of an organisation getting half a million a year, exactly. and he's on the phone, he's on mm-hmm. the radio there, man, and he can talk now. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if he, yeah. he's... I know you're talking about When you've him on there every mm-hmm. day, and these questions not been given to him. He's yeah. wa- he's waffling I'm and sorry. getting aware of it. Like. He's only there from a financial side. Now, hello, Pat. I can hear you loud and clear tonight from my beautiful, well-fitted-out kitchen in Kilmallock. Can the panel please discuss this bet going on between the current mayor of Cork and Limerick about the McCarthy Cup from Mike Kilmallock? Thank you, Mike, for that one. And the panel has no time to discuss it with you, but I thought it was a great heap of balderdash and exactly. m- m- more public for politicians. Well, that's because, and, and in yeah, particular, all Limerick men. I didn't yeah. ever see him 
Tormorshallen har ännu för tid att bry. Det är någonting att jag måste möta Maron Chal för att tänka på. Det är lite först August Silly Season än många politikerna som har lärt sig Silly Season på dessa partiklubben. Så allting... Det är en stor dag, Pat. Det är en stor dag att vi får den här lärden med kvinnor. Jag vet att vi ser hur det är kvinnor. Poor Claire's we're only two pints short, Tom. Yes. Well, I know what it's like to be short, Pat. You've just been listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on Western Week 102 FM on the 18th of August 2021 from 9.30 to 11pm. Mike Barrett joined Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan for the discussion. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, TOD.ie.